Hello and welcome, fellow awesomeologists to Awesomeology. I'm Sue. And I'm Ben. And in this episode, we're here with some advice for our friends, the solopreneurs. Yes, we are. There are a lot of very smart, very innovative people out there starting new businesses. But how do they connect with their audience to grow a business when it's just them? And maybe also they have a friend who works in marketing somewhere and is giving them advice, which is helpful or not helpful. Hypothetical. For example. <laughs> so to help out those kinds of wonderful folks, we built a few first steps to get things started, but please know your results may vary. Oh, that's very appropriate of you. Put the disclaimer yeah. out there. Disclaimer. <laughs> it's time for a Disclaimer. As someone who's been uh, experiencing some low back pain recently and seeing every product in the world serve to me uh, to help relieve such issues, <laughs> I'm very familiar with the results may vary sort of experience <laughs> right now. I've been borderline desperate to try some things that have shown up in my social media feeds. And I'm, yeah. you know, my first instinct is that doesn't work. No, come on. <laughs> and then as soon as you see results may vary, I'm like, okay. Verified. Okay, it doesn't work. Doesn't work. In yeah. other words. So but, but, so, but when we say ours it, are not that uh, way. That, yeah, that's not the kind of results yeah. they vary that we're talking. They're about. They're going to work for somebody, right? Just not everybody, right? Most people, just not everybody. right. Maybe we can even be as confident. I as I, I feel confident. Yeah. So, should we dive into some steps? Do it. All right. Step one. Step one. <laughs> <laughs> so step one would be to do some research before you start marketing and building your business and be sure that there's a place in the market for your business. Um, and I would say part of that process, maybe one of the most important parts of that process. So like step like 1.0, the very first thing, just make sure that what you're doing really aligns with who you are as a person, with something that you care about, something that you're passionate about, um, maybe aligns with your skills, your expertise mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, very easy, very tempting to maybe see what somebody else is doing and say, yeah, I can do that too, or see some cool, sexy business model and try to replicate it yourself, which, I mean, let's be real, is the inspiration for a lot of people to start a business, right? They see someone else doing a thing, or they maybe even work for a company that does something like that or does something similar, and they say, hey, I could do this, or I could do a piece of this by myself, right? Um, just make sure that it's something you want to do. You know That's a I mean? really good point. Yeah. <laughs> because it's, you know, it's easy to chase the success of others or chase some cool looking idea or product and try and make it your own, but um, might experience a rude awakening not too long into the process when you realize, yeah, I actually don't care about this at all. <laughs> and it's going to be really tough to succeed, especially like in that solopreneur world to mm -hmm. succeed like that, you know. If you're get, you know, if you get lucky and maybe you're developing a business with a whole bunch of other people and maybe they care about the thing more than you do, well, maybe you can lean on their passion and you can stick to the things that maybe you care about more, the business side of it or whatever it might be. But um, if you're doing it by yourself, you got to give a darn, right? Right. Yeah. You have to want to do it. You have to, you have to love it or whatever is the closest approximate emotion that you want to apply to it. Right. Uh, and if you, I think especially, you know, looking at, looking at the notes that we've put together for today, <laughs> I, I really realized I went into this assuming that the people that we're going to be talking to solopreneurs started this from a gen, started a business from a genuine place. It was a thing mm -hmm. they wanted to, like, I didn't even think about the fact 
that you could be looking at, I don't know, your brother-in-law. Be like, why has my brother-in-law got a nice watch? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I just want that boat that he had. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to start this business that I don't care about to get that boat. Right. right. So yeah. don't, so don't number do one, don't do that. <laughs> you yeah. don't need the boat that bad. Yeah. Well, and let me also, since we're just, you know, giving advice where results may vary. Um, <laughs> another thing that I'd throw out there is like, don't be afa- afraid to try something that's foreign to you. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to you don't need to like fall in love with something before you start a business. Maybe you just, maybe you have an idea and you're open to falling in love with it, right? right? Or finding, finding passion in it or something and try a thing and and don't be afraid to get far enough into the process to realize like, yeah, this isn't going to work and bail out, you know? I mean, sure. And disclaimer, might cost you some money, might cost you some time, some uh, sleepless nights, things like that. But, um, you know, it might also bring you a lot of success and bring you some really cool opportunities or it evolves into something quite different than what you started. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that's a really common experience too. So I guess I I say all of this as somebody who I think this happens to me often where I, I don't know, I see a product or I see an idea or I see even like one of those, uh, like a reel or a TikTok that's like 10 ways to make money online. You know, <laughs> and like it's totally just, or like 10 sites that'll make you money, you know, without even doing anything, which is like, okay, come on. <laughs> really doesn't work like that. But, you know, sometimes they do inspire an idea where it's like, you know, if I could just, you know, connect this thing to that thing, or if I could just develop a solution for that, um, you know, that some version of what they're trying to mm-hmm. tell me uh, is super free and easy to do could actually be turned into a real business. And nine times, well, 10 times out of 10 so far, uh, as soon as my <laughs> brain starts rolling down that uh, avenue, I wind up realizing that there's, you know, something that's illegitimate or, it doesn't align with something that I care about right? or just straight up. I don't have the time to even think about it, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, but that's it. So, um, all of this, you know, kind of goes into that first step of doing your research. I think everything we've just talked about is part of the research, right? Mm -hmm. Like finding something that you care about. Um, but then there's all the other stuff that you, that, you know, falls under that bucket of research coming up with a business plan and, Lots of great tools out there to help you develop something really simple or super complex if you want. And which kind of business plan you need might really depend on what the business is or what the business needs. Going to a financial institution looking for a loan, you're probably going to need a pretty in-depth and thought-out business plan. If you've got all the money you need to buy a little bit of stuff to get you going, um, you're going to want a plan anyway to keep you on track, but maybe it doesn't need to be as in-depth, right? Um whichever version of a business plan you're creating, it should include mission, vision, values, which, you know, comes right back to that, you know, doing something that you're passionate about right. and care about. Uh, and uh, I guess the last thing I'd say is um, get help from some people. Um, they'll likely be the ones to help you identify, like, the legal structure that you want to fall under. Are you going to be a sole proprietor? Are you going to start an LLC, some kind of uh, corporation, S-corp, C-corp, something like that? Uh, and who's going to help you? Because uh, while you might be a solopreneur, there's going to be plenty of people and organizations and vendors, things like that around you to help you do what you right. do. And that might just be as simple as an attorney to help you start your, your LLC. Also, there's lots of great free online resources or really low-cost online resources to help you do that. Um, or And or an accountant to help you just make sure that your books are in order mm. so you're you know not getting in, into any 
trouble or anything. Like those are two that I would say you definitely need to look into before you um, get started. And that's part of that, that research step, which I feel like I just gave like 18 steps in the first step. It's, I think that's what we're going to do here. <laughs> we're just going to squish it all together. Yeah. It's just one, it's one easy just step. One, one simple just step. find an accountant <laughs> and a lawyer and write a business plan. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so much of this you can do without taking those steps that'll cost you money, right? Mm -hmm. And I guess if you had to prioritize everything that I just mentioned, um, I would advise doing it that way, right? Right. Because um, if you start to dig into what you care about and what you want to do and start to develop a plan about around that, like you can realize um, really quickly, like, yep, I want to go full steam ahead on this thing or yeah, I don't know, maybe I should pump the brakes or I got to do more research or something. And you can get to that decision before you spend a dollar on creating an LLC or right. hiring an accountant or anything. Right, right. The important thing is to start there. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, side note, you mentioned mission, vision, values. And as soon as you mentioned that, I said to myself, we should just do a whole episode on mission, vision, values. Sure. I have, uh, other places results may vary. I have so much advice for people on mission, vision, values and what, what it can be mm -hmm. as a document that really, truly leads your business forward Yeah. instead of what I think people assume it needs to be, yeah. which is the, the word, just the word synergy <laughs> repeated 15 times and an yeah. exclamation point, which I think that's ours, right? right. The exclamation that is ours. You got it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, not true. It is not that if you <laughs> haven't seen any of that stuff from us. But yeah. And I mean, you know, this is commonly the time of year people start sitting down and doing that kind of stuff. I have had a couple of conversations recently with people that have bumped strategic planning into earlier in the year, which I think is a great idea and maybe a trend that's emerging or people are starting to do more and more of um, because this time of year school starts next thing you know, it's Christmas mm -hmm. and holiday season and um, squeezing right. strategic planning and stuff into that can be uh, really busy. But if you, if it's not on people's radar, it should be now. So anyway, yeah, that's yeah. a good idea for a uh, very soon episode. Yeah, we should do that. But, like now. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going to finish this one first. Sure. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so step two, speaking of mission, vision, values, uh, this really relies on you understanding who your audience is. Those mission, that, all of that and what you're doing and how you're doing it relies on the audience that you're, that you're ultimately going to sell to, the people that are going to make you money. Mm -hmm. um, you have probably uncovered a lot of things about these people as you're looking at the feasibility of your business and some of those things. And now step two is time to examine not just if they will buy what you're selling, but if they're going to buy it from you. Yeah. So this is like, this is big boy time, big boy, big girl, big person time yep. <laughs> where you figure out who you are and what you do for a living. Mm -hmm. And um, as a one person business, the personality of the business, the business ethics, and the core value, the core values of that business all belong to you. Mm -hmm. Now, that does not necessarily mean that you can't have um, aspirational core values right. where right. you say, I am going to run my business this way, even if I don't perfect, if I haven't perfectly acted with integrity my whole life, I am going to become a person of integrity. Right. Yeah. And here's how I'm going to do it. 
So really important to define how you want to do business and use that as your guiding principle as you grow and hopefully as you add people and you start to attract both customers and hopefully employees that share that vision of what your business is and what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank and, you. You know, we've talked to, about, um, you know, two words that you mentioned, audience and feasibility. You know, these are things that um, you have to at least include on some level in step one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that business plan, again, it might take different shapes, but um, to do some research to understand, um, you know, who your competition is, whether or not the thing that you're hoping to do or create or sell has a place in the market. Um, you know, that has, has to be understood by you and maybe proven to others if you're really going to mm -hmm. go into business. So this, this second step, I think, is to dive even deeper into that to right. really start to understand that and, you know, shape your business, shape your products and services uh, in a way that helps you do the things that you said you were going to do in your plan, right? Yeah. Well, and P.S., if you don't do any of that, if you don't know that your business is feasible, you don't know there's a market in an audience, then there's a chance that the next steps you take where we start really talking about marketing your business aren't mm -hmm. going to help no matter what. Right. Right. So yeah, Valid. that is where your results may vary. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> step three, huh? Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. All right. So step three is about really finding where your audience is, uh, where they're buying, and then being there with a message that's going to differentiate you from your competition. So um, this may be one of my uh, more exciting parts of the process because now we're really digging into um, developing a brand and creating a presence, right? And in today's world, online presence is just crucial. I, you know, Sue, how much I uh, dislike saying always or never, um, <laughs> but I might. This might be the closest oh, to saying so excited. always uh, online presence being important. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, really, like, depending on no matter what kind of business you are. Do you think it would be accurate to say your presence yeah, is sure. always important? 100%. Being careful about your presence. Yeah. Now, if you were to uh, not think that online, if, if that turned out to not be a place you had to be, Fine. It's not your online presence. <laughs> it is your presence, though. Right. As a business. Yeah. Presence, maybe said another way, perception, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but gosh, not a hill I'm going to die on or anything. <laughs> and like I said, you know how much I hate to say always and never, but um, even a business that's solely, somehow only built on personal connections, personal interactions. Mm -hmm talking to people like literally face to face um someone's gonna want to vet you right and they're gonna google you yeah uh they're gonna see if you have a website or a google listing they're gonna want to make sure that they're spending their money with a legit organization right like one of those people that you're talking to face to face <laughs> is gonna do that um and who knows that might be the one that makes or breaks your business because they could right. be a big fish you know so i don't know but um, I, I, I'm not trying to start a fight with myself 
here. You seem I to be though. I know, I know. So you know. Yeah, it's, I'm just checking my, uh, you know, my values of right. that always and never thing. But yeah, um, let's just go with like darn near always. Yeah, darn near never yeah. can a business go without uh, having a, a strong online presence. And we're at that part in the process when we're talking about this third step where. Mm-hmm. You know, really finding yourself, putting yourself in the place where that audience that you've identified is so they can learn about you, they can buy from you, uh, connect with you, whatever that might be. And again, that almost always happens online. Right, (laughs) right. Well, and don't, and maybe think about it on the flip side of don't limit yourself. You you might, you could run a Apple stand and you do not need to have a robust website to run an Apple stand, but... I can tell you right now, if you went to your friend's Apple stand and then said to me, hey, my friend has the best Apple stand ever. You should go visit them. I'm Googling now. Yeah. (laughs) So like, cool, they got your money. But if I can't find them, if I can't get an address, if I can't, I don't know, see pictures of their apples, maybe that's not that important to me. It might be. Might be. But yeah, I'm with you. So now I want a caramel apple. Yeah. Yeah. The rest of this episode. What do you like shot. better? Do you like a caramel apple or do you like like the candied apple? Uh, caramel, just because I think it's a little easier to eat or a little less messy. I okay. have this problem when I eat messy food that my only solution is to eat it as quickly as I can so I can clean up. <laughs> it's the worst. You just wolf it down? Yep, for sure. Okay. Just make a mess of things as quickly as possible and then okay. clean up. Yeah. Okay. I, either way, I cut them. Yeah, that's that's probably. So that's just, that's how I handle it. Then you can eat it slowly. Yeah. Savor it. This is good advice with good timing because I'm sure apple orchards mm-hmm. are uh, mm-hmm. in our future here as the colors turn. And uh, Yeah. 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 Well, I have a retainer. Oh. So. So, yeah. Yeah. So I can't just go ahead and bite in because I will then forever have apple in my teeth. I have to right. be careful. Smart. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the audience needed to know that Gosh. too. Anything else in step number three? <laughs> Not for me. Differentiation. Do you think that... Mm. People understand differentiation. Is that another whole episode? Probably a whole other episode, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's your, uh, if you could preview that episode for someone right now, what would you say we'd talk about in an episode about differentiation? Uh, an episode about differentiation. I think I would, uh, as I'm building that, those notes in my head, I think I would, I would talk about the differentiation between what is diff- what makes you different and what does not make you different mm. and how uh, the risk-reward, I think, would have to be part of that conversation too. Sure. Because I think when, I mean, and this is from a narrow segment of businesses that we work with, I think, and this is not criticism to credit unions, because you know I love them, mm-hmm. but I think that they get the word differentiation. Um, they just apply a completely different meaning to it, which is credit unions are different. Sure. Which is true, mm-hmm. but how many are there? Right. So now you have you have taken this idea of being different in the market. And you have basically placed yourself directly parallel to everyone else who does what you do. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that's true differentiation. Yeah. Is what we're talking about here. Yeah. What is what makes you distinct? What would make you? 
What would make someone buy from you if everything else was the same over your competition? Love it. We've got okay. some cliff notes for an episode yep. there. Yep, two episodes. Maybe that's what we really are doing here <laughs> right. is trying to Welcome figure to out. Welcome to our brainstorm session. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> what does it cost you? It's free. Right. Come on. Exactly. <laughs> so we're on to step four. Step four is not the final step. <laughs> and there are probably many more steps than this, especially because we have managed to fit sub-steps into the other steps. Right. So it's all a Let's lie. be real. We're at about step 20 by now. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, but what step four is, is my way of saying, uh, this is going to be an ongoing effort. So just as I have probably said 78 million times before into these microphones, <laughs> find out who you're talking to. Get a message that makes you different, test, do it again mm -hmm. um, until you're either so wealthy you don't have to work anymore yeah, uh, or you give up. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> There's probably middle ground there, but just assume that you're going to get so wealthy. You, <laughs> right. You can't try it anymore. Um, so step four in a word is testing. Is that what you're saying? Testing. Try some things. Track the results. See what works. Do it all again. Yeah. Um, I think... Immediately when, when we think about solopreneurs, it becomes, it becomes a, a much more complicated conversation because we, number one, we can't as a marketing agency, we can compare them to their peer group in some way, but because their business relies on the unique person who is running it and possibly on the unique type of business. Mm -hmm. uh, it really is a much better process, I think, to do the thing, see how it works, and re rely on your own data rather than just hearing what other people are doing. Yeah. I mean, especially for, for someone who's running a solo business or a small business, you could go to a, a chamber meet and greet. You could go to a lot of these places and hear from people who are also running the same size business. Yeah. But chances are it's a different kind of business. Right. Chances are they're running it differently. Right. So it really, I mean, it's, it is at once a really exciting opportunity to build something that comes from nothing uh, to not get stalled by feeling like you have to have uh, X number of best practices, like maybe you do in a larger industry and f only follow what those best practices are. So you can be a little gorilla. You can be a little rogue and do things how you want to. Yeah. Um, but until you find someone that is running things precisely the way you are, it's untested and untried. Yeah. yeah and, uh, Heads up, you're probably not going to find that person, right? Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, everything that you just said, like, is exactly, um, you know, achieving or getting you to the achievement of the thing that you led with, which was differentiation, right? Right. You know, by, you know, your way of doing things or some things that you learn or along the way by testing and doing might be how you discover your differentiator. Um, it's really interesting, like, now that we're to this step, and thinking of what we talked about so far in this episode, how like different people, different personality types really could find like joy in maybe the entire process, 
but more realistically, probably in certain steps along mm-hmm. the way, right? Like personally, I'm, I know that I probably would get most excited about everything on the front end, like the planning, the more visionary stuff and, um, you know, a, a lot of ideation and open to a ton of possibilities mm-hmm. The like bringing it into focus, some of the testing and, and doing is stuff that, I mean, I get a lot of joy out of that stuff too, but it's probably less attractive to me. Mm-hmm. So, um, well, I can totally see others who are like, oh my God, I don't want to plan anymore. Like, can I right. just like make something, you know? So, um, so maybe step X that fits in along the way is being comfortable with like knowing who you are, mm-hmm. knowing maybe which part of the process you're going to enjoy and then using that as like a, a lens to look through or something to check yourself along the way. Like right. if you know, you come to step two and you're starting to do some audience research and stuff like that. And you're realizing, you know, that, I don't know, you're getting bored or you're struggling with it or something. It might just be because you don't care about that stuff as much. You just mm-hmm. want to like build something. So you want to get to step four as quickly as possible. Heads up, can't step, you can't skip those steps. Right. But, um, you know, just know that step four is coming. Yeah. You, know, you got to put that work in and, and get to the stuff that you love to do. Yeah. Power through it. And if you're someone like me, don't forget about steps two, three, and four. You know, mm-hmm. it's easy to sit there and plan and, you know. It's not easy. It might bring you more joy than other steps or whatever. Right. But when when you're done with it, you gotta gotta build something too. Yeah, and uh, that is not to pat ourselves on the back, but I think I am exactly opposite of you with that. Like, yeah. you will you please tell me tell me what you think you want to try and do? Yeah, <laughs> and let's freaking do let's it. Actually, do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. So yes, good balance there for sure. Yeah. But and and I think the meta point that we could make here as solopreneurs are thinking about this, there's also a chance that they're not going to want to do any of this yeah. <laughs> because they want to like they got in business to sell engraved knives, right? Wow, very specific. They want to. I don't know why, <laughs> but they you know they have a shop and they are going to sell. They're going to sell like hunting knives and fancy knives and church knives. I don't church. know. Dress knives. <laughs> um, because that's what they love and that's what they're good at. Right. And none of this stuff appeals to them. Um, and they still have, they should power through it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it less important. Right. Um, but do lean on the people that can help you. You know, back to your point we were talking in step one. Lean on the people that can help you get through it. Yeah. Because it is important. Right. Yeah. And worth it. Yeah. You'll be better on the back end of that. For right. Sure. Right. And yeah, secretly there's a hit of dopamine when you do that testing and find out you did the right thing. Yeah. And, right. <laughs> yeah. So don't worry. There's, there's going to be some benefits. Right. They're going to hit some benefits here, yeah. buddy, <laughs> with your knives. So we've got all these steps. Uh, I know that you reached out to a friend of the podcast who's a solopreneur themselves and uh, shout out to Jimmy from Chicago. <laughs> and in the process of starting a business, what other questions did Jimmy have to help us reinforce everything we're talking about today for solopreneurs? Uh, so he, he sent me a number of questions and I want to disclose to you that he assumed when I texted him, I did not realize he would assume this, but he assumed that I asked a number of people. Wow. 
because he did he responded to me in another message saying, you know, I, I hope you answer some of my questions. It's cool if you don't. You probably got a lot of great questions from a lot of people. So this is my way of telling him, no, I only asked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they were great questions. And you're welcome. I got a lot of great questions, enough that I am not including them all. Perfect. But let's go let's go through some of them. Cool. Can a business use just social media to do their marketing? I mean, technically, yes, right? Like, I, I can't just give you a blanket no to that, but should you? Probably not. There's other places you should be. Um, I mean, at the bare minimum, like, if, like, you want to do social media because you're active on it or um, something's told you that that's mm-hmm. where your audience is, uh, that's great. If you're going to do that, like, I mean, create a Google listing too, right? I mean, at least mm-hmm. have, you know, be found via the biggest search engine in the world, you know? So, like, it's really easy right off the bat to be like, we should at least do those two things, you know? So, to be as simple as I can to answer the question, uh, I would say, uh, no, you can't because you should at least do those two things. Uh, and probably should do four or five other things without getting into a list of all the possibilities that uh, you should do to market your business. But, uh, but I suppose, yeah, um, one could use exclusively social media, you know. One could. And, and really, um, to the point of, like, uh, having a Google listing being the next thing that I'd do or that I'd suggest, or at least the first thing that comes to mind today. Um, having a Facebook page is something that's searched by Google. So mm-hmm. you could be found that way for sure uh, if, let's say, Facebook is the only thing that you did or something. But we... We also just know that there's a certain kind of people that are on every social media platform. Uh, and my guess is most businesses aren't serving one exclusive demographic that could be found only on one right. platform. So even like to say social media marketing, like you should probably be on more than one platform. So it's a com. I'm, I don't mean to make the answer more complex than it needs to be, but I guess the short version is probably not. Like so high probability. When you hear that question, is your assumption that that is eliminating a website? Um, because yeah, my my I would have so. answer, my answer would have been like, well, maybe if you also have a website, because otherwise, what are you like? Where are you going to be found? Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> and the nicest way possible. That sounded really mean. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, but yeah, but where where are you? I, but that's because I think. So much in terms of where does this post go to? Mm-hmm. Right. But uh, we also come from a business and a uh, a type of organization that predates social media. Yeah. So yeah. the website was the first four way for for mm, foray <laughs> into. Uh, the internet that Al Gore invented and and social media came second. So it is uh, the logic for me always feels like we're trying to get people to the site. Mm, Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. And not all business works that way. Right. And if you're building it from scratch, you might only have capacity to start with a Google listing and social media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then. If you're selling something, uh, if you want to sell online, then it becomes a question of where are you selling things? Because 
you have to understand that that is part of your marketing as well. Yeah. So then it's it's not only is it not good to not just do it on social media, it is best to understand that that all needs to work in concert. Yeah. Yeah. I'm probably just like way too biased to answer this question because our business today and clients that we help, like we don't have anyone where digital and online presence like isn't important, you know, which does mean like cross platform, cross channel, you know, mm-hmm. not just social media, but website, search engine mm-hmm. optimization, you know, all of those things that, you know, are important to work with each other. Yeah. But we again, do, I guess back to the, sorry. We do have people that don't think it's important. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess back to like the root question and like the, the most simple answer that I could give, um, trying to stay objective. I also know that there are businesses today that don't have a website, aren't on social media, don't have a Google listing, and they're in business, you know, mm-hmm. um, because either their community, uh, you know, is connected in more traditional ways and maybe the service that they provide is not uh, dependent on any of that technology and right. they can do it. It's just they're, they're in the big or the little minority. The small minority. <laughs> the small minority. Big minority. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was big minority. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Okay, what are other types of marketing that are also inexpensive and can make an impact? Oh, look at that. We've talked about a couple of them How about already. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would add streaming to the list. I think sure. right now streaming is still uh, both both streaming video and streaming uh, music and podcasts are still mm-hmm. in what I would consider affordable. So you yeah. can get a really nice campaign under, you know, a single bill. Right for a few weeks. And, uh, so I, I, I still, uh, consider that pretty affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, now this may come at a cost because there's, uh, some might call it sweat equity. Uh, some people might just translate it to time being money, but being a member of your community, being mm-hmm. present, you know, giving back with your time or your talents, I think is also a way that you know, if there's no monetary cost, you're not writing a check, you're not spending any money, but you're, um, you know, you're there representing your business, um, I think might be one of the most impactful and inexpensive, Yeah. you know, not to, I mean, there's a, there's a cost to your time. There's just no way around that. If you're uh, involved in things that are taking you away from doing the work that your business does, uh, there's an opportunity cost there for sure. But at the same time, um, you're probably doing some of the most important marketing that one can do, which is being a good citizen, you know. That's a really good point. Another thing that comes to mind, knowing that uh, Jimmy's business is comics, mm, is sure. uh, trade shows yeah, and comic shows, things like yeah. I mean, and any business that would have that type of thing. Um, I think anytime you go and re- represent your business, you should – Consider it through the lens of it being a marketing opportunity. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, I think once we start talking about going to a convention, that does become, uh, it can be cost prohibitive, I think. For sure. Um, if time, if not just, you know, yeah. the cost to have a booth. But yeah. that is another way to, that is certainly marketing. Right. And uh, still less expensive than 
a Super Bowl ad right. or, <laughs> right. you know, or yeah. even just a regular TV ad, to be clear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, we're fortunate to have the support to be able to do some, um, you know, industry specific uh, events that aren't cheap, um, you know, that really do get us right in front of mm-hmm. the exact people we want to talk to. But, um, you know, not only do they cost money for us to you know, just simply be there, um, like you said, the time and the preparation, you got to put some thought into what you're going to mm-hmm. do while you're there. Um, and then what to do with all the contacts that you make and all the people that you meet like that all all of that takes time for sure um but there are i guess if we can just lump them into the category of trade shows there are um you know more local events and things Mm -hmm. that sometimes are totally free um you know as far as like registration or whatever it's simply just book your spot or it's super affordable to just have a space there um so you know those might be opportunities to do to you know really get out there as well and all of that said, I want to just make sure because I, I imagine that most of our listening uh, audience are folks that, yeah, they have a need for those kind of in-person uh, sort of events. But it's 2023. Mm-hmm. You just can't deny how important it is for a strong online presence and the ability for people to find you um, right. without being anywhere physically, you know, because it's just it's just how the world works today. Mm-hmm. You know, like how many times a day have we said, we're just going to Google you, you know, yeah. and if you're, if you're not um, easily findable in that way, you're probably missing out on a lot. So. Yeah. Can't underline that enough, I yeah. don't think. Yeah. Next question. Cool. Apart from sales data, what are the most important metrics to look at? Is it SEO? Is it Google Analytics? Maybe things that uh, you can easily see, like followers and post interactions. What are the things to look at? Great question. Um, I mean, I think like you've listed two great ones already: um, search engine performance, Google Analytics, um, anything connected to your online reputation, um, whether that's like your reviews at. Uh, different sites, maybe Google, but you know, social media platforms, depending on what your business is. If you're a restaurant, like you probably care a lot more about your Yelp score than another mm-hmm. business does. So um, I think there's a lot of, it, it's very specific to your business, I guess is the point I'm getting to, but um, there's a lot of other information that's, imp- that's important related to sales data. And that data might be especially in the early phases of a business, if you're a solopreneur, might be more important than sales data because mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it takes time to build that up. Right? right. And if all that you're looking at is, you know, the bottom line every month, it might be really easy to get discouraged and stop, you know, but if you're seeing like, like, holy cow, I'm building a community here or mm-hmm. people tend to, you know, really like what I'm doing and you know, referrals are happening and that kind of stuff. I just got to stay patient keep grinding and it'll come around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, eventually like you're gonna have to look at your sales data too and you're gonna need to pay the bills and all that. So don't mean to uh, discount the value of that, obviously. So. Yeah. Well, I, and I think, and I am probably not using these phrases exactly correctly, but I do think it's the difference between like leading indicators and lagging indicators. Mm. So to me, uh, I would look at things like um, starting with post reactions and shares and likes and things like that at the very top of like at the 
far end of the leading indicators, moving down toward online reviews and some of those things where it really takes more for that person to know your business and have interacted with it. And I would consider that those the leading indicators. Mm -hmm. As those continue to grow, you're going to see sales data and your sales results improve. Yeah. Um, and if you understand that the, like everything needs to grow for the business to grow, mm -hmm. but to really build a robust relationship with your audience and to be making sure that you are getting things, uh, getting them to a place where they can leave feedback, that you're responding to feedback and watching all of those tick up, 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 up is going to lead to sales. So especially, I don't know if we've mentioned online presence today yet, but <laughs> yeah, right. especially as people are looking at your online presence and if your reviews are good, you're more likely to get their business. Yeah. So And be found. Yeah. Right. With people going to AI for answers to their questions, what should business blog posts focus on? Mm. Interesting question. Yeah. I mean, maybe dancing around a clear answer, but um, if the AI that we're talking about, and I don't know if there's elephant in the room on this question, but if we're talking about chat GPT, um, but also a lot of AI um, that's used in a similar way is scraping information from websites, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, so I'm not, I'm not getting to a specific answer for what blog post should be on, but um, Hopefully it's on stuff that's, you know, specific, relevant, um, you know, maybe um, new uh, and genuine um, mm -hmm. content that's like related to who you are, what you do and mm -hmm. all of those things. So that if by some chance um, your website is the one that's getting scraped for some of that knowledge, it's uh, a source for right. real information. Yeah. I don't know if I'm like confusing the question with uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. We'll find out. Well, yeah, we'll check. Yeah. yeah. Jimmy Jimmy will give us some feedback. Yeah. yeah. I I How think about you? Um, well, I'm glad you asked cuz I have many thoughts on blog posts. I think number 1 um and I am not in any way an expert on doing this yet. But I think as we think about content that we're creating for businesses and the challenge uh, that our that our co direct competition can just go to Chat GPT and say, "Write me a blog post." Yeah, um, I think that 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 raises uh, that raises a couple of um, interesting paths for us. Number one, uh, thinking about how we can utilize Chat GPT for our advantage mm -hmm. and in a better way then people are just going to go to it and say, give me a blog post. So how can it enhance what we do? How can it drive our creativity? Um, how can it give us new ideas or new insights, which we then can intelligently go and research to make sure that we are giving the best information we have? Yeah. Um, and then what do we have to offer as human beings that ChatGPT will be hopefully years away? Yeah. <laughs> Um, from being able to offer. So this circles us back around to the personality of your business, 
the the things that make it unique, the differentiators, the things that make you unique, um, your thoughts, opinions, charm, and bringing that, uh, and um, and thinking about really what that strategy is for your blog. Are you doing it? Why are you writing a blog? Are you doing it to be able to get return visits to your website? And um, then you need you need a good blog mm-hmm. uh, to create a follower. You're saying right, yeah. Yeah. right. You if you if you're looking for repeatability, which if you're in sales, you're looking for repeatability. Maybe yeah. Yeah. right. Yeah. Usually, um, not too many people have a product that you just buy one time. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe the knife guy yeah. that I made up. Yeah. <laughs> Best knives ever. <laughs> Never, last knives you'll ever buy. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so you want to bring people back, and you have to give them, you still have to give them a reason to come back. Yeah. And if uh, you know, I think that something like Chat GPT takes us down the same rocky path that a lot of these other resources that have been available for a long time, like buying blogs or yeah, you know, yeah. um, it's I think it's the same risk, which is now you've got the same stuff that everybody else has. Right. And uh, so you have, you've done it at half measure and why are people coming to you? Yeah. Said another way, um, you've gotten a head start, but you have to understand you've gotten the same head start that everybody else has. Right. So, because I do think that, you know, there, there is an advantage to buying a bunch of blog content. There's an advantage of using content that your partners are putting Mm -hmm. out there for you already um, or getting a head start using chat GPT, right? You know, there's, there's a clear advantages to that. Um, you just can't stop at that like right. initial point of access. Right. Cause then yeah, you're going to become irrelevant or uh, you're just going to be mixed into the wash with everyone else. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Last question. Holy cow. I know. Right. Is a podcast necessary for a small business? <laughs> Yes. Yes. Obviously. But no more, no new podcasts. Right. This one, and then we're cutting it off. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so real answer. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But not, maybe. It's, yeah. But Depends maybe. on your business. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's really tough for me as someone who um, is a regular podcast consumer to, like, imagine a business that couldn't benefit from one or Mm -hmm. use one you know like um especially because there are so many different formats you know like sure a podcast is the delivery method via audio file or a video file Mm -hmm. right but um there's podcasts out there that the episodes are two and a half minutes there's podcasts out there that the episodes are 60 plus minutes Right. right and then there's episodes out there that are educational and informational there's episodes out there that are just completely random and right. have no theme to them at all right so um there's just so much possibility with that channel that i just i i really can't imagine any business where i couldn't say like yeah like you you could totally have one yeah the word necessary in the question is the reason why i say no you know yeah i, I can also say to pretty much every business like you don't have to have one a mm-hmm. lot of other ways that you can do to get information, a lot of other ways that you can get information out there. Um, and 
you'd yeah. be kind of foolish to ignore a super fast growing platform uh, that a lot of people are on and um, that a lot of people have plenty of opportunity in daily life to consume, you know, whether right. it's drive time, mowing the lawn, doing laundry around the house, whatever. Like there's just so many moments where it's easy to have the earbuds in and consume, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, an important point to a button to put on that is I hope I'm not speaking out of turn when I speak for us and say, we do one because we want to, we like, we like to yeah, do it for sure. Yeah. So is it necessary? Is it the thing that drives our business? No. Right. Um, but we love to do it. Right. For sure. And we, I like to think that I derive as much benefit from talking through some of these things mm -hmm. and they, you know, having to sit down and write down what is my opinion. Maybe this is pulling back the curtain too much on our process, but we pick a thing we're going to talk about and then we sit down and write out yeah. what we, you know, what are, and really define, here's an area where we have expertise. Here's an area where we would do more research on. Yeah. And uh, these conversations are immensely beneficial to me. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it um, also is a way for us to humanize ourselves and the right. company and show, you know, I think that our topics and our discussions are a way to show that too, where, um, you know, we've certainly had some topics where we aren't the experts on, but we're curious or they're, mm -hmm. you know, somehow related to our work. You know, I mean, we did a whole episode on AI and what that might mean for creatives and stuff. And so, yeah, you know, to your point, like just to talk through some of that stuff um, gets got me thinking about how AI might impact our business and and even more importantly, how we can activate it to right. help our business. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. and. Mm -hmm. Again, the, does every marketing agency have to have a podcast? Nope. Um, but I think it fits our business model. It definitely fits who we are as people, and mm -hmm. it brings us joy doing it. Um, so, gosh, if we have What else can you ask? Right, yeah. Right. And if that hasn't just brought us right back to step one of this whole thing, right, like find something you're passionate about. And, um, mm -hmm. I think we have, we've got a lot, and um, sharing that this way by doing a podcast is just really wonderful for us. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, good thing we agree. We can keep this thing <laughs> It would be going. a little weird yeah. if we didn't at this point. <laughs> what would you have done if I would have just said, you know what, Sue? I hate doing I these things. Freaking hate it. Um, I found a, found a different co-host. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've yeah. done it before. Got it. <laughs> I'll do it again. I'll Bauer. do it again. <laughs> Sweet. Well, hey, that was fun. Thanks what? for the questions, Jimmy. Hope you're listening. He's listening. Yeah. Better be listening. <laughs> Better be listening. <laughs> All right, time to wrap up, huh? Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to go into our Something Awesome segment where we share recommendations for awesome things that have happened to us, great uh, experiences we want to share. Uh, and so, gosh, you know, I think I'll make a promise. This will be the last episode where I, like, milk the Oppenheimer experience that I've been talking about. I feel like my last three Something Awesomes have been somehow related to that movie are you, the next podcast you're just going to bring in the guy from peaky blinders yeah, and exactly <laughs> be like what about this guy like, hey <laughs> welcome to the show um but my recommendation is a book called american prometheus which is what the movie was uh adapted on or uh, modeled after whatever you want to say right 
Um, and it's basically uh, Oppenheimer's biography. Now, uh, full disclosure, uh, I have no idea how long the book was, but the audiobook was 27 hours long. So listening to it at 1.25 uh, <laughs> speed, I think I got through it in about, I don't know, quick math, 22 hours or something. But luckily, when I uh, was able to check it out, uh, I had a lot of driving ahead of me. So um, it was actually pretty quick to get through those 22 hours. And then, yeah, I would listen to it while I'm mowing the lawn and all that <laughs> stuff. You're right. But anyway, um, the movie is great. I know everybody's probably sick of me talking about that. The music, it's all just awesome. <laughs> um, but the book, it really, it, it was, it's probably, a, I don't remember the last biography that I read. So um, it felt kind of like uh, fresh content to me mm. or a different kind of content because it's been a long time since I read a biography. I think the last one I read was um, Steve Jobs's. But anyway, um, just gave me like, First off, a whole lot uh, of that additional insight that you get from a book that, you mm -hmm. know, winds up getting turned into a movie. Um, and just an amazingly interesting guy. I'm always just kind of dumbfounded by people that are incredibly smart, like their whole lives, including at a very young age, which Robert Oppenheimer was. Um, so just hearing his story, his upbringing, um, kind of like uh, being able to do it in reverse order, seeing the movie and then reading the book. Like it was kind of like I was watching the movie all over again too. And um, it was a cool, it was cool to do it so quickly after seeing the movie that I could kind of like almost build an additional movie in my head as I was <laughs> reading it, you know, or listening to it. Cause I did the audio book, but um, uh, and, and I guess the last thing I'll say is just this new or like kind of renewed, um, appreciation for history you know i think you know oppenheimer and the atom bomb and world war ii and all like that all happened way before i was around i uh, certainly learned about it in high school uh, and that was probably where it stopped um mm -hmm. besides maybe other movies uh based around those events but um just to be able to consume someone's story that lived through that and played such a pivotal role in it um and to, you know, get that information in a way that's, you know, truly based in fact and a lot of fact checking and, um, you know, in a way that it's all believable and not mm. biased. You learn a lot of the good about Robert Oppenheimer. You learn a lot about the bad about Robert Oppenheimer. So, um, you know, to, to hear the whole story um, was just, uh, it was really cool. Um, and uh, while I liked, um, the audiobook, it it almost made me like the movie even more because there was so much about the movie that was like right on point with mm -hmm. with his biography and with uh, you know the stories that were you know confirmed by other people that you know were around him and living at the same time. So um, one last time, check out Oppenheimer. It's probably not in too many theaters anymore, but whenever it is available for rent or a purchase, get it. It's so good. Okay, I'm done. Either watch it or Ben is going to bring this back next time too. That's right. And we're going to have to hear more about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I made a promise. I okay. Can't, you're a man of your word. And that's, that's right. That's what I like about you. Thanks. <laughs> so my recommendation, speaking of podcasts, which we're not, but we're on one. So, right, yeah. Is a new podcast I started listening to. You might like it. Um, and it's called Strike Force 5. 
Have you heard of Strike Force Five yet? I hadn't until I saw the show notes. Ah, and then and you clicked on the point, link. I uh, added it to my library, so okay. I will be listening soon because yeah. I see it's a limited series, so they're probably not doing it for too long. Right. I, I think they hope so because Strike Force Five is a podcast that Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, and John Oliver are all doing together. Like Mount Rushmore. <laughs> right. Right. Mount Rushmore of late night. Yeah. Um, and the, they have sponsors, um, and the money they are making from their sponsors is going to pay their staff during the WGA strike. Nice. Which is very cool, that which is, is why it's Strike Force 5. Right. So I've listened to, I think there's only about three or four episodes out right now. Okay. Uh, so I've listened to the first two, and it is just really a fun conversational type you know you made the point of there's all different kinds of podcasts yeah uh this is just very stream of consciousness very fun to listen these are i think some of the funniest people on tv yeah um and to know that the money that they are making from this podcast is going to support their staff when their staff can't work yeah is an additional little cool thing right in my mind yeah so Love it. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm Check it out. Yeah. So cool. thank you, as always, for joining us. You can always catch up uh, on your favorite podcast app or by finding our podcast on our website at exclamationcuso.com slash blog. Thanks for tuning in. Be awesome and see you next time. The Osmology Podcast is a production of Exclamation Services. Thanks to Nick Mulliver for sound production and Kylie Ganther for our cover artwork. Executive producers are me, Ben Bauer, and my friend, Suzanne Campbell.